Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, everyone. I have missed you all, truly. I know it's only been a week, but it felt like a dog's age. I think maybe because last week was a little bit of a wacky week with Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, it sort of felt like Thursday was Saturday, and then Friday was Sunday, and then Saturday was Saturday again, and then Sunday was Sunday again. So, I mean, I'm not complaining about a week full of like weekends, but nonetheless, it was a little weird. Um, On Saturday, speaking of Saturday, while I was cleaning my house for the third time in a week, because, you know, pre-company, after-company, and then normal cleanup on a Saturday, I had exhausted all of the podcasts in my feed, because uh, when I'm cleaning is when I do some of my best podcast listening work. And after three cleans in, well, you know, you get the idea. So I'm at a podcast. So what do I do? I went back and listened to tons of my own podcasts, which you might think is weird, but I haven't really done that. And I listened to, I listened to maybe like two or three with guests and I listened to a whole lot of solo episodes um, back all the way to the time when I first got my podcast microphone and had the microphone turned the wrong way for like probably a solid 10 episodes. Uh, until Dave Swillam, who's an audio engineer, finally corrected me when he saw it. We were doing like a Facebook Live together and he saw it and he's like, I think your microphone's upside down. So thank goodness for Dave Swillam. But it was fun to listen back. Um, It was a good trip down memory lane to listen to like, you know, how I was thinking and feeling when COVID first hit, how my interview style has changed and just really see like some of the distance that I've spanned over the past couple of years. I have always been a huge fan of reflection, reflecting. Um, So this was a really good activity for me. And Friday, when I was sitting next to my little three-year-old nugget of a niece on Friday afternoon, we were like all snuggled up and warm and cozy and looking through pictures on Auntie Emily's cell phone some of which took us way back to when her dad, my brother, Peter, and I were little kids. And it was really just so much fun to reflect. And then my family, we have a group thread titled Tatro Fam. Uh, We also had some fun throwbacks last weekend as they were all like reminiscing about all the vehicles that they drove when they were growing up. And then my uncle ended up calling me and we had a great chat about memories, some of mine as a kid, some of his. It just felt like one of those seasons right now for me which is just a lot of reflection. And um, as I said, I really, really love that. And I feel like this, like we do, especially in the entrepreneurial world, we might change our minds a lot or our direction. You know, we live, we learn, we get new ideas, we hear things, we launch new things into the world. The forward momentum that we all experience, it's pretty constant and it can be quite exhilarating. But at the same time, or I should say, and at the same time, I do think that at our core, we so often stay the same person. You know, deep down inside, who we are doesn't change. And we have like these 
repeating themes and passions and similar things will show up in different ways. So that's actually one of the reasons that I love looking back because I think that it helps me to learn more about myself and also others around me in my life and see what some of those patterns and themes are. And it helps me to move forward with more purpose and intention. Um, In fact, I find that sometimes it's when I don't stop and reflect and I just kind of like pummel forward that I find myself going off track or going in a direction that is not true to myself. I imagine this is not the case for everyone. Um, This is just how my experience is and what works for me. So that said, this month, December, is all about, you guessed it, reflection to move forward. And what that looks like here on the podcast, I have a couple of guests coming on who are going to be sharing their own entrepreneurial journeys and stories, and they're in a different place than what you might expect, which I think is the fun in it. And I also have another guest who is going to be helping us do some reflection of our own on issues of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know, we've looked at some of those Uh, topics this past year and I'm going to bring in one more guest doing that and then I'm going to be doing two episodes in which I will just share with you some reflections of my own from the past year and maybe the past several years and um, just go a little bit into that. So that is this month in a nutshell and just a quick little introduction on who I am in case this is your first time here. Um, my name is Emily A. Bourne. I'm a content writer as well as the owner-founder of She Built This. And so being a content writer means I love sharing all things, stories, writing, creativity, things like that. And being the owner of She Built This means I love sharing about all things entrepreneurial from stories to inspiration to tips and more. Um, so if you're wondering like, what is She Built This exactly? It is, yes, this podcast. And it's also a community of women entrepreneurs who make business fun and are the really relationships that will be by your side, helping lift you up and stay sane while you build your business and change lives of others through what you're doing. If you're curious, if I piqued your interest, you can learn more about me and She Built This by visiting shebuiltthis.org. And how about a fun fact? Because I love fun facts. So here's one for you. Um, I started my own neighborhood newspaper when I was six years old, and I have not stopped writing content and creating businesses in one way or another, businesses usually that revolve around community um, since that age which is the perfect note for me to read one of our recent podcast reviews. This one comes from Impressed with three Ds, which is a fantastic name. (laughs) And it says, Emily is the best. It's not often you stumble upon someone so genuine, insightful, and kind-hearted. I seriously cannot say enough kind things about this lady. She's a true community builder at her core, and I'm so happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much to Impressed with 3Ds for sharing your review. I would venture to say that you are the best and I'm impressed with 3Ds uh, for you taking your time out of your day to write that for us. So I would also be impressed if you take time out of your day to write me a review as well. It's pretty simple. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, um, it's really easy to do. And if you're listening on something else, I mean, it doesn't hurt just to hop over to Apple Podcasts, find the She Built This podcast, and hash one up real quick. You will be making my day, week, month, 
year, probably, and you'll help me spread the word about the show, which means you are quite literally actually helping me to build this. And all of that brings me to today's podcast guest, drumroll please, Deanna Seymour. This is going to be a fun one. Deanna and I, uh, we have something in common right off the bat, which you'll hear at the beginning of her episode. We both sort of started our entrepreneurial endeavors with pine cones. So like I said, I had my newspaper growing up and I want to share sometime soon some more of my entrepreneurial escapades because I also had lemonade stands, a gopher service where I ran errands for people, babysitting, of course, dog walking. I tried to run a day camp for neighborhood kids, but turns out you need like insurance and to get parents to sign waivers and things like that. I also sold railroad spikes, which I dubbed as antiques along with a smorgasbord of pine cones, shells, and rocks on the side of the road. Real hot commodities, I tell you what, folks. It's also how Deanna got her humble beginnings, as you're going to hear in this episode. It all started with pine cones. Um, so Deanna is like probably one of the most fun and exuberant people you will ever meet. I absolutely love how she is always coming up with new ideas, always thinking of new ways to say F that to whatever people are telling her to do. And she's just a boatload of energy and has a true desire to have fun while building her business and help other people to do the same. So in today's interview, she's going to share about her entrepreneurial journey and how she got to where she is, which has some pretty hilarious moments, and the common thread of everything that she set into motion thus far, as well as how she helps business owners create graphics, GIFs, and reels for social media. And Deanna also shares some of her reflections on the power of community and relationship building and how that's really what has helped her to take her business to the next level. What I love most about Deanna is that she's really honest about where she is in her journey. She's not trying to pretend that she's somewhere or someone she's not. And it's a beautiful thing to witness and to hear. She shares her story in a way that I just think helps to connect us all and inspire us. So Deanna, a little bit more about Deanna. She's the host of the Imperfect Party podcast and F That, which is a storytelling series. She's an art educator for over a decade and always willing to try something new. She knows the power of creativity, humor, and letting your freak flag fly. When she's not busy making GIFs, graphics, or reels, she's probably calling out sleazy marketing tactics online, hanging out with her family, or sneaking in some reality TV. So without further ado, here is my interview with Deanna. Hello, Deanna, and welcome to the She Built This podcast, finally. I know. I just researched before we came on, and you were on my podcast. Your episode came out. November 20th of 2020. Oh my gosh, we're right on a year later. This is wonderful. (laughs) Today, today, as we're recording, is November 17th, 2021. Um, And we did have something scheduled and then it didn't fall through or it fell through. And I'm actually kind of glad with the way that the timing worked because so much has happened for you in this past year and you've like changed the way that you're doing things and had a lot of realizations that I think have brought you to this point, which... I'm excited for you to share. So yes, before we get into all that, um, I read your bio before you joined us, but I would love to hear in your own words who you are and let's go with what you're currently working on. (laughs) 
currently. Who knows what by the time this airs, what I'll be working on. Just kidding. Um, so I'm Deanna Seymour. I am a graphic designer who helps small business owners up the fun, break the rules, and infuse more of their own personality into their graphics, GIFs, and reels. And you've made a really fun, I'd, I have no idea how to even make a GIF, um, <laughs> but you made a really fun, is it a GIF that you made for me or like a sticker? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. okay. And it says she built this VIP and I can like stick it in my Instagram stories whenever I'm highlighting something of VIPs and it's super fun and cool and a good way to like, like you said, make it fun, you know? Yes. Yes. So. All right. So you've told us what you do now, but I love to hear backstories and you can like literally go as far back as you want, but I love to hear how you got to where you are today. Like what was the rambly road, rocky path that led you to where you are? Okay. Okay. Um, I can go back as far as I want. I feel like it's the scene in Goonies when he's like telling his whole life chunk, right? He's going all the way back. Anyways. Um, well, I will tell you that in first grade, I painted pine cones and put glitter on them and tried to sell them to our neighbors in the neighborhood. Okay, we are soulmates <laughs> because I took railroad spikes from the uh, old railroad behind our house and sold them as antiques. <laughs> <laughs> so the entrepreneurial spirit is strong with us. So yes, yes I definitely did that. Um, but, you know, I've been, I went to art school, became an art teacher. Wanted to do photography and my parents were like, oh, maybe you should like get a real job, like be an art teacher. That seems safer. So being the obliger that I am, people pleaser, I was like, okay. So then I was a teacher, which was cool. It was like fine. It was fun. Got my summers off. So I feel like I had enough time to like dabble in lots of things. So I feel like my friends are always laughing because I've started like a gajillion little businesses throughout the years. and I just, because I was working full-time as a teacher, too, it just never turned into anything, and I do have ADHD, so it always, you know, comes and goes. So, let's see. I did a craft business called Missing Monsters, where people would fill out a form, like, you know, when you lose your dog, and you're like, help, lost dog, and you describe them, and then, like, if found, please call this number. So, people would fill that out, and then I would make them a plush monster, call their phone. This is also aging me, by the way. Like people people filled out a form like with a with a marker. And then I would call them on the phone and be like, hey, I found your monster. And then um, they would pick them up at a local business in Richmond, which were like um, monster shelters. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is like Elf on the Shelf times on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did that. And then like, it was funny because that was like, Definitely started on paper and pencil and even some like flyers posted around in Richmond where you could rip off um, like the website because then I had like a Google, a Google form. So I thought I was real fancy and people could do that. And then I ended up selling. I mean, I sold them like all over the country and I was in like I was even in like a plush magazine. Um, We have like a local toy store that's that's pretty cool. And the owner was like, I don't you were in this toy magazine. (laughs) I was like, what? That's awesome. So that was cool. Um, But I was teaching the whole time. So it was kind of a lot. I was doing it all by myself. So it just kind of like fizzled, I guess. Um, It was just really hard to do craft shows and stuff on the weekends and work. So after Missing Monsters, I auditioned to be a jazzercise instructor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the Jane Fonda in me is very happy right now. <laughs> well, it was sort of like the dark side of Jazzercise a little bit because I started Jazzercise with this lady named Glow. And she would like make her own t-shirts that said glow for it. Like if you came to so many classes, you got a glow for it t-shirt. I like glow a lot. I know. I loved glow. And it turns out glow was kind of like punk rock and wasn't really following all the corporate rules that Jazzercise. Like Jazzercise wanted to pretend like they weren't Jazzercise. (laughs) Like they wanted to be a little more modern. And glow was definitely like picking all the old songs and making her own t-shirts. And that Jazzercise was not into that. But I was. (laughs) So I wanted Glow to be my mentor, but they wanted my mentor to be this other local like jazzercise facility that had a lot of teachers and was much more, I guess, technically professional. Um, you You guys just wanted to glow your own way. Yeah, we wanted to glow our own way. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <couldn't> so, help it. <laughs> well, like corporate jazzercise was like, we think you should get mentored under these people. And I was like, no, I'm going to stick with Chloe. She's cool. Like, she's awesome. And then I went for my audition and I did a great job. Like, I'm not just saying that. Like, me and Glow practiced a lot. And you have to like audition by teaching a couple songs in front of, like, it's like flash dance in front of some people who are like judging you. And the fake class is like the other people trying to audition and they, you know, go along, whatever. And they said I failed. Like they called me and they were like, "Um, you know, you didn't you didn't pass. um, But if you go back and train with those other people, then we're sure you're going to make it. And I was like, yeah, because I feel like you don't like glow. So this is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was not cool. And I was able, you have to pay a thousand dollars, by the way, to be a jazzercise instructor. Um, so I was able at that point, cause I failed to get my money back and go or, you know, keep, keep my money in and do basically what they told me to do. So the rebel in me was like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. You're being a bully. So I started my own jazzercise called misfit aerobics like misfit but like miss i like it yep yep yep. yeah or like the punk band the misfits who i'm kind of a poser because i don't really listen to them but so i started misfit aerobics and glow helped me (laughs) get all the paperwork together and tell me how she did credit cards and all this stuff so again it's funny because i'm old it's like it was like in a binder people were like signing up and giving me like their credit card i could charge each month and and they um came to class. And it was like, pretty cool. I think I always set really high standards for myself. Like I honestly think there was maybe never a time when nobody came to a class. But there were definitely times where only like one person came to a class. And I always set such high goals for myself that I'm like, ugh, only one person came, you know, and I would just be like, this is never gonna like, I want to launch something and be like, ta-da, everyone loves Misfit Aerobics. The whole town of Richmond is here. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Do you ever feel like that? Uh, yes, I do feel like that. But I think we have to, I think in those times, and actually one thing I wanted to bring to your attention is that none of these things were not successful, you know, and yeah. any any one thing that you had chosen to stick with and give it more time probably would have would have worked, but that's okay. So like you said, like you like to try a lot of different things and I'm loving this journey. So keep keep taking us down the road and then okay. I have I have a great follow-up question which I'm just like dying to know through all okay this. okay well also I should point out that Misfit Aerobics was in like a 
building in Richmond that was like not, it was like vacant. And the owner, like the U-Crops, I don't know how far U-Crops grocery stores go. I think they might not exist anymore. Anyways, they're a fancy family in Richmond and Katie Ucrop owned a gallery and she was like, oh yeah, you can teach your punk rock aerobics there. That's fine. And just like gave me a key. <laughs> it was like just this weird time where, where things were just happening. So after that, I did a worldwide button exchange, like little one inch pins, like buttons, pins called pin pals. So people designed five pin designs and then I crunched them all at my house like you know the little button like you crunch down the thing do you know what I'm talking about I mean I I'm aware of buttons but I was never really a button person yeah okay okay well so I crunched all the buttons and mixed them all up and then kept one of everyone's button I guess that would be I kept one of everybody's button mixed up the other four and then sent them back to everyone who participated so you send in your five designs I keep one to auction off for a charity have a little art show and then the other like you get four back in the mail from four other people who participated so that was fun um it happened once and like you're saying it's so funny you bring that up because I think if I had kept doing like so that was pin pals the first year that I did it and then I just end up being like "Eh." like by the time another year rolls around I'm not gonna do it again (laughs) and I think if I kept doing pin pals it could be amazing, but I, I lack a little bit of patience sometimes. But I do think that's part of my neurodivergency, I will say. Okay, so is that are those the businesses before this one, or was there anything else? There was like a photography business and also a um, thing called the Lively Nest that I thought was going to be. I really thought that was going to be like everything coming together because it was going to be like sort of art lessons for parents. But this was when I was like, pregnant with Ruby and then also when she was very young and I had no like I was doing way too much (laughs) like any any mom would have been like I'm not doing all this I don't know maybe there's moms who would have had enough energy but um the point is the lively nest is also no longer with us (laughs) okay (laughs) so one thing I I do see as as threads tying first of all there is a thread that has tied everything together, you know, and I think it's always been a tone of art and creativity and thinking outside the box. And I'm curious to know, like, what inside of you has always been the driving force saying, I want to be an entrepreneur? Like, what does that, what feels like, is that the root of that desire? You know, it's funny because I, you know, I struggle with money. Like, I hate taking money. Like, if I could do all these things and some just like, fancy person would just give me money to do it. Like I, so I, I feel like entrepreneur even, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I really like making things and I really like bringing people together. Like I feel like most of these businesses are also very interactive. Like even when I did photography, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do kids and I want to do a series called Wild Desire, like um, Wild, Ch- Wild Child where the kids get to talk to me like the parents don't get a say in it and we're gonna like dress how we want and we're gonna get to like bring what we want and like it really I feel like it's very collaborative almost everything I've done too yeah I think you really like creating like an experience around things which I think it brings me to what you're doing now um which all right so two I'm gonna let you share what you're doing now but before we do I I do want to know what do you feel like as you've 
uh, decided that, okay, there is some entrepreneurship bug in me and I am going to figure out the best way to harness that. What do you think your biggest struggle has been? Uh, um, I mean, okay. So I would probably say not sticking to things. Like I struggle with that and I do think it's related to ADHD, but I also think that my ADHD brings me a lot of strengths. Like I think trying new things and doing new things is cool, but sometimes I think maybe I could stick it out a little longer. So I would Mm. say that, and also just being like, oh, I love doing this. I don't want to charge people money for it. And then Mm -hmm. I, that. Um, Um, So I can't help you with the charging people for money, but I I do (laughs) think that, you know, when it comes to sticking things out, there might be ways for you to uh, put that in artificially by collaborating with other people and bringing other people into things with you because then that kind of gives you like, all right, I got to stick this out because now I'm also being held accountable by this other person, you know? So just different things like that. So that brings me to kind of what you're doing today, which I think you've kind of artificially put those things in. Um, Why don't you share like about your Reels membership to start Mm -hmm. and then share about like what you're doing with the podcast in December? Okay. So the Reels membership. So it's funny too, because actually while you were talking, I was like, oh, well, and I do stick to, apparently I'm very good at sticking to the themes of creativity, thinking things, like thinking through things differently and community. Like those are always in it. So I guess I'm sticking to some things. You have your thread. I think it's just a matter of finding what that, what that uh, tapestry looks like for you. Yes, exactly. Um, so the reels thing is, I think I'm also really a helper. I feel like reels are a thing on Instagram that I, I just see a lot of people being like, ugh, ugh, I don't know. I can't do those. Or like feeling, Emily, feeling, you know, you're like punk. You don't want to. It's not like you want to and you can't. You just aren't interested. But I just saw a lot of people, I, I don't even know struggling is the word, but, um, I was like, well, how can we do this? How can, like, how can we solve this problem? Let's do it. So I just started thinking about ways that I could make it easier for people. Cause I think it's something that is a new feature on Instagram and does have great reach. And I, I think can be fun. Like for me, if, if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. And once you get good at it, it can be quick. Like sometimes writing a long caption for me takes longer than just doing a quick reel and more people see my reel. So it felt like I got to do this. So what I do in the Reels membership is plan it out for everybody. Like it kind of has like a table <clears throat> for each song or a sound. I guess sometimes it's just talking. So you have the trending sound and then it's broken down by like, it's like very basic. It's in a Google Doc. <laughs> but it just is like what the sound is saying, what you should be doing or ideas. There's sometimes more than one, but just like what you should be doing in your video and also a fill in the blank of what your screen should be saying. So like if, uh, you know, trending sound is like, I think there's one that's Michael from the office right now being like, I understand nothing. So that's an easy one. And it's like the table would say that the sound is going to say, I understand nothing. And then your suggestion would be to like shrug, roll your eyes or look stressed out. And then your screen is going to say, when a client tells me they can't 
And then you fill in the blank of something that your clients struggle with that you can help them with. Does that make sense? Total sense. Yeah, I love it. And I think you're, you're, you are answering a pain point because I think a lot of us look at the reels and we're like, I have no idea. I don't even know where you start. I mean, you're right. I have no interest in knowing where to start, <laughs> but I don't think that's the case for everybody. And I have my specific reasons for not having interest, which I'm happy to go into another time, but not on your, <laughs> because we, we are sharing the value of them, which it is, there is a huge value. You get so much more reach and it's what Instagram is favoring and using. And like, that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs is use the platform, you know, to our advantage, the best way that we can. So, yeah. um, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm, I'm knowingly proving all the reasons that I should be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, I stopped using hashtags because I hate them. So, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, I think, whatever. I was like, I I'm going to do a little test and see how my reach is without hashtags. Because I just would always stress and it's like, use this many, no wait, use this many, have this many, no wait, don't do that many, and da, da, da. Put them in the caption, put them in the thing. I was like, all right, I'm not doing it. And, and I think it's because I was doing reels my reach is up. Like anytime I push on the insights button, it's usually always green. It's always at least one of them is green. So I'm not very scientific or mathematical, but, um, you know, it's good. And I don't think I got that with the hashtags. And now, so, yeah. So yeah. hashtags is a great example. I do feel you also have this other, um, streak in you of bucking the system. And mm -hmm. you've done this a couple of, I've seen you do it in a couple of ways. So I want you to share about those experiences. So first of all, you took a big, big break off social media and that was your first kind of like, nope, I'm not going to do this. That This is what they want me to do. And I want you to share how that went. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is, I know you've had a lot of experience buying like courses and um, being part of programs. And I'd love for you to kind of share about how you are bucking that trend as well. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. So social media. So I watched the um, Social Dilemma, right? That's the yes, yep. documentary about it. And I was like, yeah, I feel like – and I kept, I kept hearing myself say to my husband, Matt, if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't even be on here. If I didn't have a business, I wouldn't even be on here. And then I was like, is it even possible to have a business and not be on here? Which at the time I was really getting close to transitioning into not teaching anymore and only working my business. So Matt was like, uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Not. <laughs> like, are you sure you're, so you're going to get off all social media? How's that going to work? And I was like, I don't know. I have an email list of like, you know, 200 people, but I don't know. I just thought, you know what? I just need to get off. I wanted to focus on being on people's podcasts because I love talking to real humans. And I also think that's where I shine. Like, I don't love writing captions. I don't love like I tried to have a free Facebook group because that's what people say you have to do. And I just found myself being like, okay, ugh, what can be Monday? Monday is share a resource. Tuesday is ask a da da da. Whatever. I couldn't, I wasn't into it. I was doing it, but nobody was really like digging it because I think it was obvious. <laughs> like I think it reeked of me like pre-planning that for a whole month so I could check it off my list and be done because I didn't really want to do it. And it's, so it's really obvious when when we're in Facebook groups, not saying yours, um, but just when we're in a Facebook group and the person is just checking, you know, mailing it in because yeah. I, I think it's 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 a lot of engagement to be part to, to run a Facebook group. Um, and so if your heart's not in it, it's it's 
other people's hearts aren't going to be in it either. So, well, I do you say- remember? Wait, do you remember? I have a story where you were there. Do you remember? I tried to get that um thing called Live Pigeon because then I wouldn't have to actually be live. I could record. Oh, you remember that? Yes. And you're like, oh hey, and then I'm like, oh crap. Emily like commented on it, and I wasn't even there to like because I, I was trying to automate everything that I didn't want to do. Yeah, but but I but I think to your point, like this is the thing, right? So we all think, oh, we should do this, we need to do this, and I really do not think that everybody needs to have a face. In fact, I don't think a lot of people that have Facebook groups should have Facebook groups. So I don't think that everybody should have a Facebook group. I don't necessarily think I should be doing reels. You know what I mean? Like if I if they feel like I absolutely hate them. Why would I do that? It's going to come out in it. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that you're you're making a really good point. And like, not that every single part of running your business is fun and, and roses and daffodils because it's not. There are always going to be things, you know, my husband doesn't enjoy doing QuickBooks, but if he yeah. doesn't, you know, I mean, the other <laughs> yeah. option is hiring them out. And so, um, which he, he doesn't want to do. So there's going to be things that we don't want to do, but I don't think that like your day in day out should be a trajectory. That is something that doesn't light you up, you know? Yeah. Well, and I kept getting mixed messages because I feel like people like gurus or celebrity entrepreneurs. I like, I heard that recently and I like that. Um, celebrity entrepreneurs seems like a good way to say, you know, the biggies, the biggies in the industry were saying like, you don't have to be everywhere. And I'm like, oh, okay, but wait, you're everywhere. So what? <laughs> like it was a, there was like a mismatch of people saying you don't have to be everywhere and you look and you're like that person's everywhere. So now I feel like I kind of do have to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so here's another great another great thing for us to look at, right? It's like why are we comparing ourselves to those people? Like mm-hmm. I want to be comparing myself to the people in She Built This that are my peers that are actually like in the boat with me. Yes. <laughs> than people that are like on some yacht. You yeah, know? my yacht, I know. <laughs> yeah. Not that, I, not that someday I might not want to be on that yacht, but like just comparing yourself realistically to actually where you are and who's on the same, in those same places in the journey with you, you know? Like, yeah. I can't compare myself to Mel Robbins because that would be really unfair to me and really unfair to her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's, it's just, it's just, it'd be a lot easier to trust. I don't have to be everywhere if like, you know, I don't know, Jasmine stars, like her thing is Instagram, but you know, she's all up in all the other channels too. And, and it, she it would, has a team helping her do of that. Of course. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. It would just feel better if at least one person who was saying I didn't have to be everywhere also wasn't everywhere because <laughs> it feels like a lot of people are everywhere. So I so I just went off everything for six whole weeks. And then I kept feeling a little bit of a pull to get back on Instagram because with my photography background and art, I, I think it's like, for me, it's the prettiest one. Like it's when I use the app, it feels the most visually fun to look at. And I feel like there's lots of options. Like you were saying, you don't have to do reels if you don't want to, but you know, you can do a regular post. You can do a carousel post. You can do a story where you talk. You could do a, you can go live with someone else. I felt like, I was like, this is a one thing. And also it's funny because you Google it and you're like, how many billions of people are on Instagram? I think I should be able to grow a business pretty well with just Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think I'll be okay, you know? Yeah. And now you're on Facebook for certain things that you've 
paid to yes, participate in. Yeah. I am, but you know what? I might. I don't know if it's going to last even. So I. So what Emily's talking about is I. I went. I made like a new Facebook account because I try to go on my old one and like turn off things or lock it down or whatever. And I just didn't know how to do it. And I mean, I love my family, but um, I have found other ways to like communicate. Like I feel like getting off social media too. I'm like more conscientious about actually texting a cousin or communicating with somebody than I was just feeling like we're throwing a like up every once in a while. So I didn't really want to get back on. And then there's some things people post and they're even my family that I'm like, what are they talking about? So (laughs) Facebook was a definite no for me. And I tried to like reboot my old one, but maybe in a different way. And I thought, okay, this is too much. And I just created a whole new Instagram account using my like business email. Um, And I put my like cover photo is like, I'm just here for the groups, connect with me on Instagram. And I'm in the groups that I pay for. Like she built this and a couple other courses I've taken. But it's still sometimes get like for some reason on on Facebook, if I like post something and then I get like one like or I get like no responses. I don't know why Facebook like hurts my feelings more than Instagram for some reason. Well, Facebook is a fickle friend. And I've noticed that on Facebook, um, you know, I test it on my own profile a lot. And I I see the difference in when I post something that is just silly or fun Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite spice or something like that? How many comments I get as compared to when I actually post something that is like, here's a great podcast I just did, you know? <laughs> so yeah. it it is it is definitely favoring what most people are doing on Facebook. You know, I think people use the platforms differently. I think yeah. people go onto Facebook to engage in a totally different way than they do on Instagram. And Facebook sees that and that mm-hmm. style and rewards it. So Um, it's, it's, you know, and that's what we have to remember when it comes to social media is it is not entire. There is a lot that is in your control. There's a lot you can choose about how you post, when you post, where you post, who you interact with. And there's a lot that's out of your control because there are bigger forces at play that are choosing who's seeing your stuff and how many people are seeing your stuff and when. So I think that's something important for everybody to remember is like, it's not all us, you know, it's not all in our control. And there are totally things you can do to work it, but not, you know, some of them are very time consuming. (laughs) And unless you're like a social media expert, which that's not why you started your business, um, then it's not, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So one more uh, experience of breaking the mold is what I love what you're doing with these podcast summits. So you did one back in, I think, October, where you had all of these guests come on and it was like a summit, but it was audio only and people had to download a podcast episode or, or subscribe to the podcast episode and listen to it that way. And I thought that was very clever and brilliant and like a really unique way to uh, bring that summit um, style, which we've all seen into a more, I think it was more portable, you know, because now it's on my phone. I'm not sitting there having to watch a video every day. So I really liked that style of um, communication. And I know you have another one up your sleeve. So why don't you tell us about that one? Because I think it's going to be even more fun. I know me too. I'm excited. Okay. So 
Well, let me say you touched, we touched for like a second on the celebrity entrepreneurs, but I, I think, and I did buy courses and I try to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm a good student and this relates to summits, I swear. Um, but I get really overwhelmed with the amount of knowledge coming at me. And because everyone's learning, like you have to serve, you have to, you have to serve your audience. You have to provide value. So that means like all these reels, all these posts, all this stuff is, is tips, 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 tips. And they might not always have the same tips. And so then I'm like, oh my God, like I was saying with hashtags, you like, you're scrolling and you see one thing's like, okay, use all 30. You're scrolling another day. You're like, no, wait, just use eight. So this idea that the only thing we can do to provide value is teach, I think is one thing, which is funny, ironic, because I'm a teacher (laughs) coming from a teacher background, but I don't think that's the only value that people can provide. So I feel like for me, humor and community building and inspiration, like all those things are valuable too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the first series was the F that series where everyone just told a story about a time in their life when they finally were like, okay, F that. I'm going to do it my way or I'm going to change this about my life or whatever. And I had people on that were, you know, had gotten sober or like used psychedelics to work through trauma or given up diet culture, become vegan. Like it was kind of all over the place. But that, I mean, in terms of it wasn't like a business person's summit. So I was like, okay, this was really awesome. Oh, and then the other thing is, so it's audio. That is true. But it also does not include like any downloads, workbooks, like you said, PDFs or like you don't have to do anything. Like maybe you'll be inspired to do something, but it's not like everybody's teaching you something new and you leave being like, okay, I don't know what to do at all. (laughs) Let me re-listen so I know what to do. Um, And that I think is the big difference between like what I'm calling, I guess, a podcast series and a summit, a virtual summit, because I think usually virtual summits that I've seen are definitely learning and definitely like or teaching and also are free, but then have an upsell so that you can get more stuff to learn. And then it eventually it kind of turns into a course in a way, right? Like a bunch of mini courses. And then you have like 30 mini courses and you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want yep. to do that. And you never and you never finish them and you paid for them all. So Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um so that's the other idea behind the series is that it's no upsell, it's just free for everyone. Um and they but they're like limited edition, I guess. So they're like pop-ups and when they're gone, they're gone, but you can sign up and get them for free. So my new one is called the Anti-Hustle Holiday Countdown. I'm like, what is it called? <laughs> like, Emily helped me work through this the other day on Boxer. (laughs) It's brand new. It's hot off the presses. And I'm really excited about it. So I decided since last time, I was kind of like, anybody who wants to come can come, which is definitely my personality, the more the merrier. Um, It ended up like growing my email list. And just to like dive into some numbers for a second, like I had about 240 people on my email list. And after that, series, I added 80 people, which like, I'm not good at percentages, but I'm like, dang, that feels pretty good to me. I got, I built my email list, but it was a bunch of people who probably don't need my services, which are graphics, gifts, and reels. (laughs) And I was like, oh, wow, I have a lot of cool people, but it's not exactly 
who needs to be on my on my email list. So I was like, okay, well, how can I do this and and reach the people I need to reach? So um, this round is all about people who have podcasts. It's all podcasters, and it's all people who um, have like an online business podcast. I guess is that what you would call it, Emily? Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's going a totally different direction. But one thing I do love is just like you said, like it's not, uh, this stressful feeling. You're simply like giving people a platform to tell their stories. And if that story like inspires somebody else, then that's great. You know, but you're, again, you're not like, here's a bunch of PDFs. Here's a bunch of courses that you have to watch. I really, I think it's great the way that you're like bucking the trend. Yes. Oh, and Emily's going to be in it. I don't think we said that officially, but yes, I will. Emily from She Built This will be one of our um, guests. And the idea too, for this one is just like a quick I'm saying 10 minute, but I'm so wordy. Like I'm so chatty. Who knows? I say 10. We'll, we'll hope it gets under 20 short little episodes about people's holiday like traditions or stories or favorite things. Or I also added in a couple of times like when I emailed people or gripes. Like if you want to say, man, this is how I feel sometimes at the holiday. Like people are going to just tell their holiday stories and what they do. And then I'll release one a day from the 1st to the 21st. So the idea was definitely sparked by advent calendars um costco has a wine advent calendar <laughs> for like me and me and like another mom were walking into costco at the same time the other day we both like stopped dead in our tracks and we're like huh but i haven't been drinking as much wine so i didn't get the wine um advent calendar but it just has me thinking about um kind of what i want to do this holiday season at my house and and then i thought oh, this would be a really fun way to connect with other podcasters and do a series so yeah, I'm with you. I don't think I could drink 21 bottles of wine before. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, it would be 24. Because so this, right. and then we're only doing it till, I'm saying the 21st, but I'm really keeping it loose. Like, we'll go for as many speakers as we get. How about that? How about that? We're like, it's anti-hustle. We're not going to stress about it. We're just going to share some stories in December. That's yep, I love that. All right. And so uh, how can people get in on on being a part of that? Oh, um... So the series will be at deannaseymore.com slash anti-hustle holiday. Okay. I'll make sure that link I is had to in think, the... Because I accidentally been writing anti-holiday. And I'm like, no, the whole point is I love the holidays. <laughs> that's where right. we're Anti-hustle holiday. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's where they can find all that and sign up. So it is free. There's no tricky little upsell, but it does cost you your email address. Before okay. We- so through all of this, through all everything you've been through so far, uh, what you've experienced and what you've put into motion, what do you feel like has been your biggest success and what do you feel like has been your biggest lesson learned? Oof. Um, I honestly, like, and this might just be because I'm working on the holiday thing right now on the series, but I really feel like this this podcasting like series is I'm really excited about it. I feel like it's one of my biggest successes. I was the queen of like making a hundred lead magnets and feeling like, Oh, I got to grow my list. I got to grow my list. But I think what was missing from all of those, and I'm just putting this together, like in right now is the community part. Like we're saying everything that's weaved through my life has been creative and um, community building. So when I make just a PDF, like maybe it's creative, maybe it's a cool PDF, but it's just lacking that. So bringing people together and then there's that little spice of like 
bucking the tradition and being like, oh, really? Mine's free and also not stressful. It's just kind of fun. Um, I think that the series, the podcast series has been really successful for me and also made me realize because I actually, I'm I'm always like, I was talking to Matt. I was talking to Matt because I don't get out much. (laughs) So poor Matt. My husband has to hear everything. Oh, so does mine. Don't worry. (laughs) I think they secretly like it. (laughs) Well, I was talking to him about it. I'm like, okay, well, we did the the F That series and it was free. And I think maybe this one will be free, but like, maybe that's silly. Is that my mindset? Like, am I just not asking for the money? Like, should I get money? And, And we were kind of talking about it. And then I came to the realization that just like when you're adding value, it doesn't always have to be teaching. Um, getting something like being, I mean, be, I'm sort of, I'm being paid in hopefully growing my email list with people who are aligned with maybe people I could work with. And also I'm meeting like all these hosts, like part of my visibility plan for 2022 is to be on more podcasts. So I'm like yep. literally getting a 10 minute chance to like connect with a podcaster. And I was like, man, I'm actually gaining a lot. And I kind of think not getting money and sort of like having that on my website as like something I'm doing on purpose is also very valuable to my brand and everything I stand for in terms of celebrity entrepreneurs and selling people things they don't need and trying to, you know, give you a little upsell on this or whatever. And I'm not saying I never add anything to a bump or a you know, what is that? It's called a tripwire. That sounds so scary and mean. I've never done a tripwire. <laughs> but I do oh, have yeah. to- <laughs> Some of the terminology is just like awful. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, I've learned a lot doing the series and I really have met some awesome people. Like I literally, I just, I keep saying literally, I just had a Zoom call this morning with someone that was on the F That series. So she's like, I was going to say a coworker, but she's not a coworker, but she got to hear stuff that I guess now Matt won't have to sit through later. <laughs> so that's funny. All right. So what do you think has been your biggest lesson learned? I mean, I think just the lesson that you don't always have to teach, like the only value isn't yeah. teaching and that the only, um, like the only reward doesn't have to be money. And also through this whole thing and and buying courses I don't need and trying to follow everyone's advice just through that path, I've really learned that I know what I want to do. I know who I am. Like, I, I mean, the thing is, like, a lot of tech and a lot of this, a lot of the things people are selling us, we could just Google. Or honestly, we could just listen to their podcast or we could do whatever. Like, like Emily, the stuff you do, like, you bring people together. And I have met people in She Built This that I know now, like that is so valuable. Like if you were just selling me videos of you talking and presentations and PDFs, like I could get that online for most. Also, nobody would pay for that. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) But no, I so agree with you. I think relationship building. um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, I don't enjoy learning on my own. So I don't like courses and and workshops Mm -hmm. and I, I like workshops. I like interactive workshops. I love relationships. I love building relationships and learning from the people in that, in that way, you know? And I Mm -hmm. think you hit the nail on the head. Like sometimes it's really like we can do so much to grow our businesses 
um, on the back end. But then what are we doing to connect with other people? You know, and that's how you really grow your business is Mm -hmm. by connecting authentically with other human beings, not quote unquote leads. Like even when you said lead magnet, I was like, oh my God, like people aren't like magnetized to our stuff. Like it sounds like one of those mosquito lights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny too, because people, and I think this, most of the people I looked up to when I first started the online business stuff was, was the like celebrity entrepreneurs. And I feel like they talk a lot about passive income and scaling and automation. And it's almost like, I mean, I'm like a micro, micro business. Like I don't, I'm not even like a small business. I'm like the tiniest business. Um, I don't need to automate myself out. Like I have time in the day to meet with people about what they need, like what their graphic needs to look like. I was trying to systematize myself out of here and act like I had to go hang out at my lake house because I couldn't be bought or like I had a team. And it's like what you said, no, like actually talking to people and meeting people is how you're going to grow your business. Cause especially if you're a service provider or like me, like I'm my business, like go to dnacmore.com. It's, it's me. Um, so I need to connect with the people. I can't just automate it all and just expect like the money to roll in and I don't have to. And I love talking to people. So why am I taking that part of it away? The whole thing is so weird. This is great. This is fun. Okay. Um, and how can people, so I, I think people are probably going to want more information on the Reels membership and definitely more information on if they do want GIFs, graphics, because you're, those are the two things right now that you're, you're focusing on. So how can they participate in those things? Okay, so you can go to DeannaSeymour.com, which is S-E-Y-M-O-U-R, which is like a mouthful since I got married. Um, so it's DeannaSeymour.com for basically everything. But um, the Reels membership is real fun. We have huh, – real fun. Get it? I didn't even mean to do that. Uh-huh. Although I do it a lot in my copy. <laughs> I did not mean to do it in real life right then. Um, we have co-working in the Reels membership every Monday too. So if you're looking for some community and some accountability, maybe around Reels, but also maybe just to like have a space where you come and get stuff done. Um, it's really fun. So that is also at DeannaSeymour.com. <clears throat> and I was going to um, give everybody like your listeners a coupon code for a free month of the Reel membership. Is that cool? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So they can use the coupon code she built this and get their first month free. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. So uh, I'll have all those links so people don't have to be like, how did she spell Seymour again? Um, I know. I, I know. I'm always like, should I spell it or not spell it? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so I'll have all that in the show notes. And I just really appreciate you coming on and taking time to like talk about how you are blazing your own trail and all the business pivots you've you've had and like what it's looked like for you to be an entrepreneur. I think it's exciting. I love watching the journey unfold for you. And I think, you know, you are such a creative individual that I think like whatever you decide is your thing and it could be multiple things. I think it's going to be successful for you. 
Why, thank you, Emily. You should have seen my face this whole time. I was like, yes, yes, keep going. I love it. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, that's another thing. It doesn't have to be one thing. It's never it, It's never going to be one thing for me. Yeah. I know that for sure. But I do love graphics, GIFs, and Reels. So that's exciting. All right. Thank you so much, Deanna. Thank you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.